Ladies and gentlemen, friends and enemies, children of all people, we've entered the metaverse. We're here. We are now going to seamlessly transition into reality and not IRL. Completely not IRL. In fact, um, just this week, Activision was bought by Microsoft for $69 billion. And there is no way that the Activision founders ever in their wildest dreams, even at with all the titles that they had, would even think that they would be able to sell it for almost $70 billion. I'm not really sure if that's a take on how inflation, how much inflation has uh, affected us or if that's an actual number because would it, it's a lot of things, right? Because right now, because of the metaverse, all of the different gaming companies, all of their baddest people are going to at least start to cross over into the metaverse pretty soon, right? You would, you would assume. And all it took was like a little Christmas present for your kids when you thought, oh, let's just get them the VR goggles. And now the world has changed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Who Cares podcast. Welcome to the Who Cares podcast, a podcast that enters your soul with your host, Stephen Moraga. Now, last week, I got a lot of emails saying a lot of stuff to me about, and, and I think of my listeners as pretty much the most intelligent people on the face of the earth. However, um, when you're, these emails were, were massive, massive for us, you know, and the one thing that they said was, how dare you, Stephen? I chose to raise kids during this crisis. And I said, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, did they miss the part? And maybe I wasn't very clear. To be honest, maybe I wasn't very clear. What I was saying is if you planned on having kids during this time, or if you decided to have kids during this time, like if you already had kids before, I mean, what can you do? I mean, nobody saw this coming, right? Nobody saw the end of, you know, our country as, you know, as we know it. And maybe the, and not just our country, I mean, the whole world being affected by it. So I figured that everybody could see that I wasn't saying that about kids that are already hatched or whatever. What do you guys do? What do you guys do? Birth them? I'm not really sure because I've never had one. I've had some smorsions that rhymes with that. But I've never, I've never, um, never actually seen one through. It's basically what I'm saying. And um, like this podcast, I've seen it through way more than I have a kid. That's that's really what I'm saying. So I, I hope you understand that that my opinion comes from that space or that idea. But I still hold true to that idea. The fact that if you're getting pregnant during this time or if you even have an inkling like what is wrong with you i understand all of the first world countries are probably still churning out babies the way the at the rate of which we will never understand but um that's fine you know we need we need them too we do and in fact maybe they're going to be the ones to be our landlord once the United States falls. That that could be a possibility. You know? We're like, hey, Meester, can we just stay here for the night? Kind of like Jesus and Joseph and Mary, you know? We just need a place to stay. Because that's probably what's going to happen. Because nobody's going to want the United States. You're out of your mind. Nobody's going to want it. But enough bad news. Let's talk about good news. Let's talk about uh, the heavyweight champion of the world this weekend, Francis Nagano. I don't know how you how you say it. But I, I should know how you say it. I've watched enough of his fights, but I guess I just didn't care. I just know that he has a, a his punching power would, was ridiculous. And then what does he do on the biggest fight of the night or in his whole career when all the spotlights are shining on him and he's able to showcase, because if he wants to go to boxing, he's able to showcase his punching power. And what does he do? He wrestles the guy. But if he wrestles the guy and wins, what's wrong with that? I think that that's actually, I think that was such a fucking smart, witty, 
middle finger to his employer who was upset that he wanted to go to boxing or whatnot. I think that that's, that's fantastic. That's exactly like he didn't care about the masses. He's like, you guys are already watching me anyways. I'm going to come out here with a win. This guy doesn't know that I actually have like some wrestling ability within my arsenal. It's fantastic. That's a fucking, just when you think you have all the answers, he changes the questions. That's great. It's fantastic. Not great for the audience, of course. But when you look at the payout from the UFC, that was one point. I just, uh, my, my business partner, Anthony Jackson, uh, you, can, you can reach him at President Collects uh, on Instagram. President, because his name's Ant, Anthony. President Collects. And he has a, a plethora of trading cards that are now worth, who knows? More, much more than the amount of money that was paid out to the UFC fighters. That's all I know. They're 16 times less of a payout on those for the whole card versus Tyson Fury and DeAndre Wilder. DeAndre Wilder. That's pretty. It's pretty amazing. And then Dana White decides not. To, and I love Dana White. And I mean, I love that he speaks his mind. And, and look at the man has to run a business. And if he, if they feel that it's best for business, and uh, if you don't like it, tough shit, man. Where are you gonna go? You gonna go to uh, Bellator? Which I mean, right off the bat, if anybody came into my office, I'd say I'm working at like um, was it used to be called Spike TV, whatever it is now, Paramount or something, and they're like, we have this idea, you know, we're gonna be a rival to the UFC, but this is what we're gonna call. It. We're gonna call it Bellator, based on this knight from, I, I don't even know what, from the Middle Ages or something, Bellator. First of all, it sounds like, it sounds like a fat girl who got really angry. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, you're going to get Bellator upset, huh? You can't borrow paper now. You can't borrow your Scantron. You can't borrow her uh, knowledge. When you're late for class, Bellator. I mean, I guess they thought it was going to sound like scary or something, but all it does to me is just makes makes it sound like like uh, who are those those Latin twins that used to be in the WWE? Was it uh, the Bella Twins? It's like you take that and Skeletor and uh, just Tor Tor Browser. Uh, not Tor Browser, was it Tor? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Tor. Definitely Bella Twins are not, <laughs> they've missed the Tor Browser. <laughs> they've missed that by like 20, 30, 30 years. Anyways, <laughs> let's be honest, we, everybody, come on, stay away from that shit, fucking weirdos. Anyways, um, let's take a look at the world right now. It is going up and down, left to right, black to white, white to black. We don't even know. My Packers, my Packers. And I can say that over everybody else that ever says like, oh, my, my 49ers, which fuck them, um, or my you know, my Lakers. No, they're not your Lakers. You don't, you don't actually own a piece of them like I do my Packers. So I don't want to hear it. Yes, my share does not raise in value. That's nice, the Green Bay Packers. Um, yes, my share does not have any kind of like um, give me any kind of perks normally that it would other uh, than other than any other fan. However, I do get invited once a year to like some voting party in Green Bay, and I've always wanted to go. But I'm kind of like I'm gonna if I'm gonna make the trek to Green Bay here from Southern California, and I'm, I understand that they do like a lot of things they show you. Right now that I've been there, now that I've been to Lambeau Field and and went when there was an actual game being played. Um, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind going there now, I, I guess. Um, but, but then when you think about it, all it does, they ask you like, would you rather have this Jewish guy or would you rather have this white guy? Or would you rather have this Jewish guy or would you rather have this white guy? And I didn't really realize that those, all the names were, it was like Jewish, white, Jewish, white, Jewish, white. And until my, my buddy Shane came over and he goes, well, I'll take the Jewish guy for the accounting 
I'll take the white guy for you know. And I'm like, well, you just picked. You just picked. Uh, yeah, that's pretty racist. But you just picked. Uh, I guess you just picked my my picks or my 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 selections. And, and you're like, well, first of all, I've been getting these things for years, and motherfucker, this guy just checks them off. One, two, three, four. Well, yeah, and 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 his his reasoning, while racist, definitely. I wasn't that far makes sense but uh and and we don't want to get so caught up in the fact that we have to be inclusive of every fucking race for every job i mean if they're that good they're that good however um maybe people aren't recognizing uh that these people are that good because there is um still if we call it the good old boy network or or whatever uh, where they think like uh, maybe a white coach or or you know white president president um, and make sure you go to Instagram and you go to president collects just look it up and uh, if you're into any kind of um, card collecting or whatever because right now the card collection is it's, it's unbelievable and just wait just you wait one of the shows coming out this year. Is, uh, he's gonna be dropping a uh, an amazing show. Uh, and it's gonna be like an auction type format, so you guys can uh, bid on whatever whatever he opens up. You know, whatever packaging he opens up. Anyways, um, so so really, like when I if I were to go to Green Bay, like what do I know about these people? I, that's interesting. That's great that they include the fans as the real owners because we are. And what's interesting about it is the fact that I can get fined as an NFL owner. So say I get kind of rowdy, a fucking uh, a Rams game here in Southern California, and uh, you know maybe I get in a fight. I could be fined up to like a, a million and a half to $2 million because I am a goddamn NFL owner. So if you're listening to the, the words that I'm speaking, you're you're finally in touch. Stephen at whocaresapodcast.com. Stephen at whocaresapodcast.com. You can actually be in touch with an NFL owner. Yes, I, it feels weird. I know. It does. It does. It feels weird to actually be able to say, that's my team. And so what happened was my team um, let me down. And maybe I should have. Maybe <clears throat> I should have sent in the suggestions that Shane said I should have. Maybe I should have you know, been a little more proactive. But unfortunately, I wasn't. And the Packers ended up losing. Maybe I should have been on the sidelines in my penny father. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. If you've listened to the podcast, you should have because uh, I have not been able to purchase it yet. I have tried, but it got shut down and then I just kind of like just left it alone. Uh, maybe a penny father is not a big deal. But I thought... When the owner comes to town, what a better way than to come on a penny father. The penny father was the first bike, or what we would call bicycle nowadays. And for some reason, the intelligent people that lived during that time thought it would be a better solution to throw a huge front tire. I mean, we're talking, you know, six feet of tire in the front and then a little baby tire in the back. So you're getting, I mean, like you're coming on strong, but then you kind of fade out at the end, you know? Kind of like a mullet if it's slicked back, you know, or a uh, or a guy that has like one sleeve, you know? It's like, oh, shit, he has a lot of fucking sick work done to his arm. Oh, oh, he cut it off at the wrist. Oh, yeah. So there's that. And so um, if you were to tell me today after I'm, I'm recording this on a Sunday, if you were to tell me when when I went to the game, to, when they played the Rams, I took my father. I should have taken my penny father. But when I went to the no, – I'm just kidding. I'm so happy that I took my dad. When we went, I mean, the Rams looked like they should not even have been on the field with my beloved Packers. Um, and now today you're telling me that we're out of the playoffs. And the Rams beat Tampa Bay's ass and have now moved on to the NFC, NFC Championship, which, which is the championship we should be in. 
that's unbelievable to me. Like I, I and what I, we're talking about, what's black is white, what's white is black, what's up is down, down is up. It's just par for the course, right? I guess that's. I'm not surprised. Why would you be surprised? That's just the way the world is right now. When the San Francisco 49ers didn't do shit all game. And my team looked like it wasn't even a contest. It was like, that's the dominant team. They they were out for blood. And it was like, it was a proud Papa moment. You know, because I am an owner. Just them. Sorry, guys. Sorry to all you other fans out there that you're fans of fucking what? The Buffalo Bills or the New England Patriots. You're not an owner, are you? That's right. I, I'm, I'm starting to get upset a little bit, but um, we almost, we almost, uh, we almost fucking, but we didn't almost do nothing. We just fucking failed. That's it. And I don't know if there needs to be some skulls being, you know, broken over there. Um, I don't. Know, Matt Lafleur is the man for the job. To me, he kind of looks a little bit like he wants to be the players' coach a little too much. Like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is happy. Great. Who gives a fuck? Because you know what Aaron Rodgers didn't do in this game? Exactly. He was great all season. Oh, wow. And even on a little toe that was like fucking busted up. You know what he didn't do in this game? He didn't perform. He got sacked by Bosa. I mean, how many times? Did Bosa just watch a couple of videos? I mean, I mean, he must have watched those vids like, like nobody's business. And he knew exactly where... That motherfucker was going, how about you change it up a little bit, Aaron? That's what you're getting paid for. You got to yin to their yang. got to go the other way when you're scrambling. How about that one? How about not go to Deontay uh, Adams all the time? I mean, just a thought. I know you miss, I know you miss your buddy. And by your buddy, you know what we're talking about. That's no secret. Um, so anyways, wasn't the best weekend for me is what I'm saying. It, 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 I mean, it's nice. My dad's team won and all that stuff, but really I don't give a fuck about the Rams. And, uh, but I mean, I do. I mean, it's my dad's, you know, it's my dad's team. He's been a, he's been a fan since like 1957 or something. And, you know, I want them to do well. And I remember as a kid, I couldn't go speak to my father uh, when the Rams game would be on. He'd be yelling at the TV because they were terrible. And um, I think they got Jerome Bettis or something right before they left. And then they go to St. Louis and they end up winning the Super Bowl. Did they win two? At least they won one, the greatest show on turf with Marshall Summit, Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was that Jesus freak guy. Uh, thought Jesus was giving him the ability to pass better than everybody else. That's nice. That's really, that's really, uh, yeah, I, apparently Jesus didn't give you humility because why the fuck would you actually think that Jesus gave you that touchdown power and, and just denied everybody else in the league? You fucking idiot. Kurt Warner, you goof. Um, so anyways, that's, that's NFL wrap up right there. And then the UFC wrap-up. Dana White didn't go to the press conference because he was so mad at Nagamanu. Maganu, Maganu, Maganu. I think it's Maganu. And um, I don't understand. You know, obviously he's at war with the negotiations. And when it comes to business, you can understand both sides. You can understand that he wants more money and he wants the box. And um, he's the champion. So he kind of holds a lot of the cards. But then UFC also says, hey, look it. We have to protect our brand. We have never allowed anybody ever to go outside of the UFC and fight for other organizations. We have a lockdown on you, and if you don't like it, get the fuck out. We're the number one game in town. That's fine. And you know what? They worked for that. They worked hard for that. You know, the Pride Fighting Championships were actually way better than UFC up until about 2006, and then all of a sudden UFC bought them out so, because Pride Fighting lost their television rights or whatever in Japan, and uh, and they were owned partly by the uh, the Yakuza, and so that kind of messed things up too, but... Um, but pride fighting, if you ever get a chance, check out some pride fighting championships, uh, uh, videos on, on YouTube or something, maybe, uh, 
I would look at the night that Shogun won a, a, a tournament where he became the Grand Prix champion. I would look at um, uh, any Vanderlei Silva fight in Pride. Um, and, and the way they presented the fighters, which it was, it was so, showmanship, but it was so much, such a classier way than, than, you know, UFC. UFC is like Metallica and pride fighting is like, oh, shit. It's a good question. There's so many bands I want to say right now, but I want, I want the Metallica to, to what do you call it? Ratio to be better. Let, let me come back to that. Um, Hmm. That's interesting. Cuz cuz I want to say somebody that 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 is sold as not not compared to Metallica cuz I'm sure Metallica blows the fucking roof off any kind of sales ever, but also you have to look at the fact that they were at a different time period and and whatnot and you know, comparative to other um artists and whatnot. Hmm, shit, this is gonna make this is gonna make me. Hmm. Because Pride was so good. I don't want to do Pride and miss give it a mischaracter characterization of justice because it was so good. Because they were allowed to do steroids, it's Japan for you know. And they you know, they had Fedor, greatest fighter of all time, Russian assassin or actually they didn't call him Russian assassin, he was the last emperor, that's what they called him. And he would just come out like he's going to play like cards or something. He just came out just kind of nonchalantly, and and then he get in there and he wouldn't even think like, wow, this guy, this guy's a heavyweight. First of all, he's only like two hundred and fifteen, twenty pounds, and he would kind of just bob his head a little bit, and then he would go to war and beat that ass. Like it, he was good in everything, but he's his hands were so heavy, and he was also so good enough in in a lot of different martial arts aspects. Uh, from jujitsu to a little bit of wrestling, you know, he knew enough, you know, to get out of different situations. And but his punching power and his will to win was just something on another level. I mean, the guy was like the Michael Jordan, or the uh, and I'm saying Michael Jordan. I don't care, if, give a fuck if I'm dating myself. He's better than LeBron. He's the Michael Jordan of of, of MMA. I, and, and it's a shame that Dana White let his ego is not your amigo. He let his ego get in the way of, of when Fader was on top of the world to bring him into the UFC because we could have seen so many fantastic fights against Randy Couture against or whoever the UFC at the time had as their heavyweight champion. I mean, just Fedor versus Brock Lesnar back when would have been, you know, similar to like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, you know, or I don't know, whatever. What, what's the biggest? Uh, actually, Brock Lesnar, I think, still commands the greatest uh, audience from UFC 100 when he fought Frank Mir. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Or Conor McGregor, you know, uh, Mayweather, but I don't even know. I mean, that did amazing numbers. I'm, I'm talking about for, um, you know, mixed martial arts to space. Obviously, if Brock Lesnar went into boxing, you'd see the numbers go through the roof too. He would probably destroy everything. That, his first fight would destroy everything that Mayweather's ever done. Um, Because you want to watch a, 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 a white gorilla just – a albino gorilla, let's say that. Because that's what basically Brock Lesnar is. He's an albino gorilla. He is, I, they, and they show him hunting, and you're kind of like, does this guy need a gun, or can he just go over and snap the deer's neck if he wants to? You know? But you know what's interesting? I just I just referred to him as a gorilla. What's, what's fascinating is that that's okay, though. You know? Right? <laughs> Ridiculous. He's just a badass, and a gorilla is badass. My friend John, you've probably seen him on other, he's going to name his son Gorilla Jones. And I said, why would you name your son Gorilla Jones? He's all going to be Gorilla Jones O'Donnell. And I said, well, why, would, why would you do that? That's, he's all, because it will, it will test my son. And I said, it will test your son. What are you, fuck it? <laughs> he's all, no, I want to see if my son's what he's made of. He's either going to get picked on and he's going to beat that ass like a gorilla, or the name is just going to haunt him and he's going to become like just the biggest pussy and he's just get trampled over all the time. I said, well, that's a fair, that's fair. That's a fair argument. Are you going to change it later on? If you knowing what if your son isn't, he said, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And I said, all right, well, we'll see how that works out. So 
hopefully he does name him that so we can actually come back to that and uh, revisit that scenario. So anyways, I got a lot of emails last week, uh, and I, I understand. Uh, a lot of people thought I was bad-mouthing the fact that their parents right now during this time of crisis, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the parents that have uh, chosen during this time of crisis to have kids. Um, if you had, like I said, if you had kids before, you know, but I, I do thank you for making me realize what I'm saying. Maybe I wasn't clear enough, you know, and that, that's, just, that's a possibility because I really do look to every one of you guys as uh, such a high level of thinking. I respect everybody's opinion. There really has never been an email that I've received that I was like, shit, what am I, what am I even doing this for? Who are the people listening? No, there's never been anything like that. In fact, uh, it's blown me away and I haven't shared them enough. And I think I, I need to next podcast in February, we will share the best of the best because I know that a couple of people have asked me, um, if you go back to that Starbucks episode that we had, that's where, uh, we found that that highly intelligent dude. Um, and you know, I'm, I've been very that, and that's why I'm, I never like to apologize for things, but on this one, I apologize for not being as clear. How about that? I still believe in what I believe. I still believe that if you have a kid right now, knowingly, what? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do that, listen, I got a, a bridge that's a for sale over here too. You know, I just feel it's very selfish. Now, if you did it, you know, before nobody knew. And and I feel my, my heart goes out to every one of you that is trying to navigate through the waters that is right now um, this COVID lifestyle that, that that they can't go to school. Should we get vaccinations for our kids or shouldn't we? You know, because everything that says like more kids have died from vaccinations than they have ever from COVID. So why would I why would I put my kid in that kind of situation? That's gotta be a real, real um question you got to ask yourself thank god i don't have to ask myself that question um but so that's why i said if you had kids before you know and, and you're and you're raising them from a young age right now man my hat goes off to you you guys are really uh, you, you maybe um, hopefully you understand but you really are what you're doing now every day is so impactful to the leaders that we're gonna see coming up and and I think that's where millennials, that generation, I think their parents were too caught up in trying to be the friends of the friends that, you know, why don't you just have everybody over here for a cake party? Because we're young and, you know, we want to be young and we want to be like good looking too. And we don't want to be like, we want to be, we don't want to be like our parents. We want to be like, you know, the cool parents and shit. Fuck that. We got enough friends. We don't need our parents to be friends too, you stupid fucks. It's not our fault that you guys are feeling, you know, on the wrong side of 40, you know? It's time for, me, for a little bit of discipline right now. It's time to show the world what you can produce. It's not about uh, how many honors classes did you get, how many stars did you get. It's about making your kids humble but strong but humble. Uh, the exact opposite of what we've been seeing. Because let's be honest. The percentage of, of people that go on to do amazing things is less than one percent, and yet all of our media and all that. Oh, just try if you can try, you can do it. No, it's not that easy, and and, and it is. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade here. It is easy, but it's not easy, and you really have to have the work ethic. You have to have the condition. You have to be, but really, timing is everything. You can have the greatest idea in the world. But the timing is everything. Stardustpill.com, stardustpill.com. Um, if you haven't been there yet, uh, you should go there. It's a nice site. It says, let's, let's take a look at the site. I'm here in front of my computer. It looks like a great site. Looks like a beautiful site. Looks like a site for sore eyes. Because anybody that goes there, um, understands that their life's going to absolutely change. 
if they just take this pill. But what's funny about this is a friend of the show, Megan, she messaged uh, through the site because uh, she, she's been listening, of course. I mean, she's she's part of this whole universe, metaverse of of talking points here at, at the Who Cares podcast. She uh, she hit me with, I mean, I, I fell off my chair laughing when when the founders sent me a picture, a screenshot of what they got from uh, Ms. Meg Lee, the Southern Belle. And it said, if I if I take the whole bottle, if I take it like like she's overdosing, if I take the whole bottle, does that mean that I will be, <laughs> I'll be so much younger? <laughs> and no, it doesn't work like that, everyone. That's what well, that's what the founders told me. They said, no, it doesn't work like that. Uh, you got to take it like everything. You know, you can't go to the gym in one day and get fucking ripped. You know, it's a process. But the founders of this particular Stardust pill have, what is it? 20,000 years? Is that what it is? 2,000 years. 20,000 years. Seeing if you're awake. 2,000 years by them on their side. Well, it was around like 7, 10 AD is when supposedly the root that they use, the, the main ingredient that they use within the Stardust pill, um, I guess this this Chinese man, he slipped, fell, landed on the root, brought it back to the village. There was some shaman there that said, hey, listen. And then this is this is verifiable. So many stories about it. He said, listen, what you do is you take that, you go make it into a soup. And he said, okay. Nowadays, you would not listen to somebody and say, I'm going to do that. But that's what they did back then. So, and, and this Chinese man went from like a loser. His dick didn't work. He was sagging all over. He was in his 50s. He's probably on death's door. And he couldn't even have kids. He never had kids before. He started eating the root. And then all of a sudden, you know what happened? He fathered 20 kids. He fucked more than, more than probably you have your whole lifetime. And probably with different women. We don't really know because it's such a long time ago. But his hair turned black. His body turned, snapped back, just snapped back. So if you're going to go against that kind of knowledge that you have, I mean, what what are you doing? Basically, anybody that reads the Bible should buy a Stardust pill. And you can get it at stardustpill.com. It will make your dick hard. It will make your tits perky. It will make your face. Please, just do it for everybody else out there. Please do it for us. Just take the pill so that, I mean, you want to get the vaccination. Oh, yeah, great. Take the vaccination. Okay, great. Yeah, you're going to live. Great. Because it really doesn't do anything for, you know, sharing, right? So you take the vaccination, you probably get COVID. But you know what Stardust Pill does? You take Stardust Pill, and then we don't have to look at people with sagging faces. We don't have to look at people who used to be great and now have fallen on hard times because of a variety of different reasons. That's not for me to judge, but they've probably fallen on hard times. Stardustpill.com, stardustpill.com, eat it, make it, open it up, make it into a tea, or you can go like Megan's route and eat, eat the whole bottle. That, if you wanted to, no, I wouldn't suggest that. I would never suggest that because I'm sure uh, somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to say, oh, Stephen, you suggested that they eat the whole bottle. No, I don't think Megan did that. But Megan really wants to be younger. Okay? But she still looks amazing. She looks younger than you. I guarantee you she does. But, you know, we always want leverage. We always want to know. And the leverage now that you have by listening to this podcast, by listening to this hidden gem of a podcast. Here you go. There you go. You, you can only lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink. You know? Here you go. Stardustpill.com. So let's t- let's let's turn our attention away from this. Let's let's turn our attention at something much more real, something much more um something that's really messing with the country right now. You know, something that's very serious. And that would be um, big business. Because I can't tell you how many times I get emails or, or these motherfuckers think that they are better by far than you. And, and what's happening is a, is a form of fascism. We're bypassing communism where it gets to be called corporate fascism. There's not going to be a guy with a little mustache 
what's happening is, you know, corporate fascism. And that's okay, whatever. The market determines what it is, right? The people, if the people don't want it, they don't want it. If they do want it, obviously they do. And then, and these guys are getting real, they're real feeling like highfalutin motherfuckers. But, but they don't realize at some point, if they keep treating their customers, if they keep treating the people that pay their salaries like garbage, we gotta like, we gotta cut them off, you know? And that was the, supposed to be the main point of like a Yelp or, or something of that nature, you know, better business bureau. But they they kind of look at it. They're kind of like thumbing their nose. They're giving the middle finger to all of that. And and so recently, I I posted on my own Twitter page. I got so tired. I got in a car accident. I don't know if you guys know, but I got in a car accident um, back in July. A dump truck here, and I, I just found out that all you had to do was a simple Google search and find out where that dump truck came from. It was right here by my house. It was on the four hundred five freeway. And it was part of this uh, 405 improvement project. And, and they even have their own hashtag or they even have their own website. I mean, it, it, it took literally less than a, like two seconds to find out who it was. But I was under the impression that my insurance that I pay, you know, hundred and something dollars, 200 bucks a month or whatever it is, um, I, would, I would be under the pressure of their Fortune 500 company. They're owned by Zurich. Um, Kemper is the name of the uh, of the insurance company but they're owned by this company in, uh, called zurich in switzerland and then zurich even it, it, that's how big they are is that they even have a, a north american brand called zurich na and then on top then below that is kemper so i've been trying since october to get a hold of this muriel something or other i'm not really sure what her last name is like she's never called me back i've left at least 12 messages verifiable recorded and and it always says why don't you get a hold of my supervisor sydney since october Right, I got in the accident since July. We went through all the kind of rigmarole. It took two months, basically, for them to, you know, um, get my car fixed because of all the the different um, sources that the body shop did not have available because of COVID and you know just parts are you know try to buy a new car right now. It's it's, it's silly. So, uh, but that's not my fault. I took it to a Kemper. Uh, authorized dealership or or whatever it is body shop with a with an actual representative from Kemper inside that could oversee everything and and if 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 I have a rental car that's supposed to be paid by that insurance and it goes over the time period well look at I've done my part I have let everybody know I called the CHP officer right afterwards because a dump truck hit me on the 405 freeway knocked me a little silly and so I figured well you know they're they're a government or whatever a county vehicle and I was there is my exit right there. So I went behind it, shot the worst video probably ever, but at least I shot the video. And guess what? These dump trucks don't have license plates on it. When did that become uh, par for the course? I mean, you should always have a, Do they get out of it because they're a government company and they can just slam into cars? Like, like you know, thank God he had just come out of the dirt right there and was only going about probably you know, max 45, probably maybe 55. I don't know. 55. You probably would have sent me into the other lane. So he had to be like, you know, 45. I don't know. I was going fast, but, but I was, I was slowing down because here comes my exit. So here's me. I come back behind, snap this horrible video because I'm like all arms and legs. When, you know, when that happens, you're like, what, what I got to do? And so then like, you know, kind of it's just shaky video. And, and I, you know, finally, no investigation was done on this. So anyways, I, I exit Beach Boulevard in front. Then I go around. I exit Beach Boulevard showing him, like, I'm like let's go. Let's go. I'm like, we got to get off right here, right? It's what we do if you hit somebody. And it's a possibility. In fairness to him, it's a possibility. He didn't even know it because I don't, I've never ridden in that. I mean, the size of this dump truck was ridiculous. I don't know, 240 feet high. No, it wasn't that big. But I don't know, a good 30 feet. I don't know. I have no idea. What am I even saying? I, I I don't know anything with my hands or measurements. But it was a big ass dump truck. Is what I'm saying. And um, it was like a it was like a, a Hummer, but like lifted and huge. So it made a steel, right? So it's possible he maybe he went to he ch- tried to change lanes, and he didn't even know like whatever. It just kind of I just bounced like a fly, like a like nothing off him. But I think he did know, and I think he just kept going. And I'm not going to say that maybe, you know, 
construction people have drug problems. Okay, maybe some of them do. Actually, every one of the construction people that I know have had serious drug issues. So it's a possibility maybe he did not want to be tested. Would that be suffice to say? It's possible. Uh, so I get off the freeway, and I'm like, hey. And then he doesn't follow. I'm like, fuck. This motherfucker is not following me. So what do I do? Yes, my house is right there. But I do the responsible thing, and I, I call right away. I called C. Well, I didn't know it was CHP. I called 911. I didn't know it was a CHP incident. And they thought, oh, we're going to send out the CHP. And literally, the CHP was there faster than you know you can imagine. And I think we've already talked about this before in a, in a previous cast. And they were out there, and they like, oh, yeah, no, everything's cool. I'm glad you called, and blah, blah, blah. And, and they're like, well, you don't want to do a police report, do you? And I was like, no, I guess I don't. I mean, but at least you guys out here, we, you know, we know that I'm not at fault here. I'm the one that called. Obviously, he didn't. I mean, if he was, if he thought that, like, you know, I hit him or something like that, don't you think he would have called right away? Yeah, he didn't. Guess what? He didn't make that phone call. So either he's uh, a very inept driver, doesn't know cars are pinging, panging, ping-ponging all over the freeway that he hits, or he's fucking on drugs and doesn't want to lose his job. It's pretty much, that's it. That's pretty much what I what I surmise. But nobody wants, to, nobody wants to investigate that for my insurance company. I'm going, well, wait a minute. Don't you want to investigate that for me, please? I mean, what do I pay you guys for a month? It's called insurance, right? In case something happens. Well, something happened to me. And knock on wood, thank God the world did not lose me. You know what I mean? Knock on fucking wood. And and really, because my life is so much more important than this guy's. My life is so much more important than the people that work at Kemper. That everybody should be like, wow, you know? I mean, I can't believe the CHP officers didn't understand that. So finally, I just had it. I guess I have been waiting. I've been waiting. I've left 13 messages on Mira's phone since October. Never call me back. Finally, last week she calls me back. But it, before that, I talked to her supervisor, Sydney. Sydney, bald faced lies. We have it recorded. I'll play it for you. Next, maybe next month, I'll, I'll bring it up. And after we have some kind of like idea where this is going. And she goes, Oh, no. I'm, well, I'm Mira's. I just became Mira's like supervisor. I'm, well, that's interesting, uh, Sydney, because. Every time that I've called her since October, it says, why don't you call my fucking supervisor named Sydney? Oh. So what I'm saying is right now, the biggest threat to society is big business and their ego and their ability to just kind of dismiss you like you're nobody, you're, you're a flea, you know? And we cannot allow that. You have to hurt them somehow. So, of course, you know, I messaged... If they weren't getting back to me, then I have to I have to tweet the main honcho over there in Switzerland and the own Zurich, not Zurich NA, the Zurich in Switzerland. We'll see if he gets back. He didn't look like he has many followers. It's kind of weird, but um, and I included him in everything. And I, I, I that's what you got to do. You just have to do a little bit more research. So anyway, last week Miro finally I said, well that's nice. It's only been three months. And I said, she goes, well, I can't really tell anything from your, from your video. I go, I know that, but you can tell enough to investigate. How about that? But there was no license. I know, I know there was no license, Muriel. I know that. And that's weird. Wouldn't you think that's weird? It's, it's a government entity. It's a government truck or a county truck. It's bizarre. But all right, Muriel, fine. You, I don't even, I was on my way to the airport. And I said, Muriel, if that... You're asking me right now, so you want me to do your job and investigate it. You want me to get a, a private eye on it? Because we'll find some shit out. I, I'm sure you have the resources to slow that goddamn camera down. Oh, there's some tag. Let's blow that up. You know, like every fucking program on CBS. But she didn't do that. She goes, no, I want you to do it. So you know what I did is I just simple uh, two-second Google search. What do you know? 40, 40, hashtag 401 project. 405 project, 405 improvement. That's what it is. Who cares? Whatever you want to name it. Improve, it, it, it to me, it's an oxymoron. It's the opposite of an improvement. It didn't improve my life. You know why? Because I had to have retinal surgery. So all those things, all those things that I'm, I'm explaining to them, I'm, I'm giving them on a silver platter. Look at, here you go. They still charge me the deductible, which fine. 
I get that. I sign off on that. Fine. But you would think that they would go to bat for you. That's all I want. Like, let's try and figure this out for our, our client that's been paying us God knows how much over months, period of time. And maybe, maybe it's, they've paid more now for fixing my car or whatever it is than I've paid previously. But I took a chance on them. There was a plenty of insurance companies I could have gone with. I could have gone with whoever, AAA or who knows. But I wanted to lied. And I got lied to. And I'm starting to see this pattern with every single big business out there. They don't want it. And what's sad is that the courts and the government services are learning from them. They're like, oh, no, there's no way you can get a hold of us by phone. You got to do it like this because we're, we're short-staffed, of course. They're always short-staffed. And and then, then you don't get a hold. And then they, they, they don't have an opportunity for you to get anybody a live person be able to talk to. It's all through emails. It's all through some kind of chat bot. And I'm, I, that's that you can't you can't run a bit as much as I know that these people are a bunch of pussies and that they don't want to engage with the actual people that they're trying to make money off of and government included trying to make money off of and then then they they want to run and hide when I mean I would understand I was a waiter okay back when I was very very young if I could have ran and hide or ran and hide ran and hid. From from one of the customers that nah, I probably fucked up or something, or maybe I didn't fuck up. But you know what I did? I'm a man, and I went out there and fucking talked to them. Said, all right, I either and I'd say I apologize, or I'd say I even told them like, look at you, you did not ask for the change of pasta like your wife did. So I'm sorry. I would do whatever I can right now to make sure that change of pasta comes out like super fast, because I don't want you being upset. But you did not. You did not ask for that pasta, you chimney sweep, motherfucker. Sorry, I just got a little personal. But uh, we got to chase them out to the car, and I told him he was an embarrassment to his family. He was a chimney sweep. I forget what his name was. It was something ridiculous. Um, but anyways, and then he came back in the restaurant one time, and I said, oh, look at everybody. He's in the lobby, and I go, look at everybody. That's that cheap guy. He doesn't want to tip me because, because he fucked up. And I yelled it like throughout the... Make sure that he got put on blast. Because, dude, I, I am, if there's one, I am the nicest person. Really, truly, I am. I really want what's best for you. I really want what's best for America. I really want what's best for my future uh, kin, generational, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm, I'm starting to really feel it right now. For some reason, I need a Stephen Jr. Uh, dress him up just like me, you know? But, um, no more smush in action, okay? It's time It's time for Stephen Jr. to wreak havoc on the world. And he will be a badass. He'll probably be filled with the greatest innovations known to man. Talk about stardust. He'll have stardust injected into his eyeball at a very young age. So don't you think I'd be a great father? Um, no, but for real. I, I, I would never do that. But he's definitely going to be a badass. And if he's not, then, you know, maybe we'll, uh, I don't know, put him on the black market or some of that. Or we'll give him away or something like as a each month or something. I mean, you're going to get a great, you're going to get a really, you're going to get a really handsome kid, I, I would imagine. But, you know, sometimes that doesn't work out like that. Some of the most, some of the greatest looking people I've ever, I've ever known had some terrible looking kids. But, um, well, we'll figure that out when we get there. But anyways, stardustpill.com, go there. Because they keep telling me that, uh, well, they're, they, they're actually very thankful. What am I saying? They've been very thankful to us. And you can type in who cares, um, who cares. Just type in who cares. That way they know that you're coming from our <clears throat> podcast or whatnot. And, uh, you know, um, other than that, uh, this month has been fantastic. I've resigned myself to getting the best motherfucking goddamn good shape that I've ever been in my whole life. And guess what? It's getting there, but it's not overnight. And anybody thinks it is, uh, then they're, they're, I don't know what to tell you. You know, don't get discouraged, I guess. I don't know. Just battle through it. Every little thing counts, man, right now. Every little thing that's that you do that you know is right and is positive and is right in your life. It may not work out in the end. It may not. 
but at least you're doing it with a purpose and you're not doing that insecurity.